Hi, hello, welcome to the after party where all that matters is lesbian love stories. Uh, Sarah, welcome back to our table. Please tell us everything about Finale and her happy future. Yeah, I need you to write everything from like now to the end of your time. Which is like 400 years from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, I don't know what's going to happen to them in the future. Who can say? Uh... You. You. You're the architect of not just this story, but all stories. Uh, but Ellie is a human girl who Finale, you know, Cute. they sort of grew up together. Yes. <laughs> this is how I feel. She comes from a much wealthier family than Finale does. Finale has her dads are, I think they're dwarves. Yeah. <gasps> she was adopted by uh, two dwarves. And so cute. I love it. That's why she grew up in the mountains with them. And, you know, she asked Ellie's parents for permission to marry her. And they just, like, straight up said, like, no, you have no assets. No. And that's why Finale went to the city to try and, like, find her fortune. Oh, that's so sweet. And apparently that fortune was (laughs) bounty hunting. Okay, so we know that the first house was the Baba Yaga house. We all listen to spirits here. Um, (laughs) Which is wonderful. And I love that we had to, like, haggle her (laughs) into a non-cursed home. Did you really want me to take that house? No, it wasn't even that. It was like she was trying to do a nice thing. But, like, the only way she knows how to do nice things is to give people cursed shit. So she was just like, this is what I have. I promise. But it turns out that was not the... Poor communication means that we went from take care of the rock in the basement uh okay to the rock is a bird what <laughs> to like the house might move on you don't worry <laughs> listen rock is literally a very large bird that is in the monster manual i realize now that, that one had miscommunication. oh you didn't just make that up on the top of your dome no like literally a ro- like a rock an roc roc yes yeah it's like oh. mythical eagle like massive bird oh now it all but, like wasn't it gonna be a bad thing i just like Thought it would be funny if the witch had all those things. And then I made it a Baba Yaga house, yes. But it sounds like this is working. So this sounds like this is the deus ex machina, you know, that's yes. like solving all your all your problems. I mean, it wasn't in, in one way a deus ex machina to get Sarah sure. out of the game. <laughs> get her to leave. But Finally. I, here's the largest carrot. <laughs> but I also wanted to demonstrate the fact that you're dealing with someone who probably knows just as much as you. And... Had good reasons to want to talk to you guys, but is not good at it. Mm. Yeah, and also, like, not even, like, socially awkward, but, like, I guess... Just a little kidnappy. Just, like, doesn't associate with society at all. Which makes complete sense if her role, like, you know, we can talk about, like, the office of hag and what that means. How (laughs) is it an elected position? Is it appointed? It's like dog catcher. Does every city state have a hag? I love this though. Like this, <laughs> it, it's like a, a seer, right? Or, or yeah. like, what are those in in the Matrix? Like, what is her title? The the Oracle. The Oracle. Oracle. Yes. Yeah. Um, probably. I mean, like, hags know each other in that way. <laughs> Listen, there is a lot of. I will say, I got a lot of this from Volo's Guide to Monsters, which. So when I first got into Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons, I got a bunch of the original 
books and then they released Volos, which was like the first exploration into like a lot of cool shit. So the beginning of Volos is literally talking about societies of different monsters. So you have like goblins and bugbears and then there's like a whole thing about giants and like their whole structure and like which which class of giant is more powerful and their whole mythology and there's a whole thing about hags and I've been sitting on that since two, Volos came out right after the show started, yeah. Or right before because I was trying to... um, There was a hag hag in one of the pilots we did. Yes, but we talked in one of Julia's episodes um, just a couple episodes ago in the after party about Koatoa and the campaign that we played where Eric was DMing for the first time with me, Julia, Jake, and and Schneider. But there was, you were saying, some kind of hag planned for that? Yeah. The last thing that we played was like we did, I did an entire game that was based around Betrayal in the House of the Hill, which is one of my favorite. It was very fun. Which is one of my favorite board games. So it was like me revealing like different rooms in this haunted mansion and it used to be lived in by a hag and the hag was going to be like the one who controlled everything that was going on. I don't really know what I was going to do next. The the mansion was kind of like Howl's Moving Castle, but also like cursed in this sort of way. The name of the game was going to be like Seasons of the Witch. Mm-hmm. Which I, I was love very excited that. about that. Yeah, but we never actually got to play. That was the last episode before we were done. Maybe we play it for live show. Yeah, let's That'd just take. Awesome. Let's just start in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> we'll start in the middle of what a different if campaign. Came yeah, to a live show and you were like, "Yeah, we're rolling different characters." <laughs> yeah, that sounds surprise. <laughs> I would boo me. <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, also, haunted... now we're playing Pathfinder, <laughs> so get used to that. Yeah. But a Haunted Mansion bottle episode sounds amazing, and I want it very much. I, I feel like I could DM that. Like, the, the, the structure of having rooms and, like, knowing how the general plot usually unfolds, I can deviate from that. Like, that's enough structure, I think, My that God, I could do it. murder mystery haunted house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. 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 I love it. Uh, hey, Eric, what's a hag? So, a hag <laughs> is... The monster in the Monster Manual that is usually associated with, like, monstrous witches, the storybook witch, like the witch in Hansel and Gretel, for example. Mm. Um, They're usually monstrous. They have a lot of, like, monstrous features and can turn into grandmothers in this way. And they have this really defined structure, which is why her name was is as it is. That's why her name was, like, adjective and then, like, grandma name and then weird thing at the end. (laughs) And they always have, like, these places that you wouldn't expect them to live. And they, like, love doing weird shit. I feel like hags are gravitate towards, like, magical barriers, which is always the thing, like, their house is, like, the barriers in between reality plane and maybe the astral plane or the, the Feywild or whatever so I thought it would be interesting if like she found a rip 999 years ago she found a rip in reality and then like built her house around it and she's then her house she's been sucking on that juice sucking on that juice oh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much she's just like nom 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 and as the city grew around her she had to turn into a business to fit in and like she doesn't want to and that's the entire reason why Infropolis is a, is a fucking metropolis and it's like New Donk City instead of like everywhere else, which Fidopolis is pretty much like a classic fantasy city. Right, like like medieval court, castle, all that stuff. But Infropolis is like steampunk town. Exactly, yes. (laughs) So I I, I was trying to justify that for a while and I've always been toying with the reason, like why do people have better technology than other people? Like we had motorcycles and they glowed and we had these like wild machine things. Like remember that big grappling book that pulled you guys out of the uh, bachelorette 
mansion. Yes. Like that was powered by the same glowing thing. And then I'm like, oh, everything glows because everything has a battery pack of the Undying Life. But that's like a huge reveal. I can see too how like the Fidopolis is the seat of old power. So of course they would be more hesitant to adopt new technology from this like scrappy upstart city. I like that because in D&D as in real life, it sounds like older women are like, you know, maligned and ignored by society. And so in this case, I mean, the hag is like an interesting stereotype in fiction and in like gender studies. And so to have this sort of like this role be like, okay, well, I'm ignored by society. So good. I can like live on the outskirts. Maybe I didn't choose to be there, but I can use this as a form of power and like, you know, live in a liminal space and just make my kind of living as some kind of like ambassador between worlds or conduit. I love that. And I really like this idea that in our fantasy world, like because there is magic, you know, like just because you have a technological advantage doesn't mean you actually have an advantage. Yeah. Like living alongside each other. Yeah. Just because they have those motorcycles doesn't mean that they're any better than a carriage and a horse. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there were motorcycles, I think, in the chase in the original chase. One of the things I had was like a motorcycle gang gets in your way. Mm -hmm. And like we never did it. But like I I justify that even all the way back there. I'm like, some things are mechanical and I want to have a reason why. So, Brandon, how much of this is news to you? This is shocking to me. It was shocking to Sarah. <laughs> but, like, how, you know, we know that some things about Tracy's backstory you don't remember as Tracy, and some of them you do have a sense of. So, like, how much of this was new to you? Yeah. So, I love this because this is my favorite thing about Eric as a DM, aside from, you know, his wonderful story, is that, like, Eric will take, like, things that we say. He'll ask us a question, like, what do we want to do? And, like, take that input and then twisted and mangle it in his, in his brain and make it even better Maul and wonderful. It, I hate it. it how you guys talk about my Twist brain. Twist it and <laughs> mangles it. Adds umami. Weird. Ooh, mommy. <laughs> no. Ah, and then ew. it comes out. I'm editing this so I get to keep it. <laughs> That's how it works. And then it comes out even better than like the, how I could have possibly imagined it or how So it was umami. It was umami. Wow. Um, well, so miso I, paste makes your egg so much the better. The fifth flavor. The fifth flavor. <laughs> But I don't know, Eric, how much you used from this or how much you even remember was talking about it. But there, I did a deep dive on Warforged, like, actual written lore from, I think, 3-5, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, I feel like it got updated for Ravnica. I haven't touched it because we have already made up all right. this stuff about Warforged, so I haven't even read it. Yeah, so and I wanted to figure out what Tracy's backstory was myself. So I sort of read a bunch of stuff as much as I could, picked out things I liked, and then I think I, I have them on my computer somewhere. It's like a... 30 page document at this point of just like well backstory but also I have not like, done that much preparation <laughs> <laughs> this is backstory but there's also like a literal scripts for some starting points I'll try to say the things that I remember that are not included and then I'll say the things that I remember that are included yeah you had like a whole backstory about like Tracy was made by like the son of like a governor in a governorship and she was like super terrible and in canon, there is like a family that made war forts, right? Like there were in D and D canon. In D and D canon, there's like yeah. a family that is like responsible for making right. this like a sort of factory people kind of thing. But in my story, like they had stopped making war forts, but there was one son who still knew the the, the method how to make them. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. I mean, these. This is kind of like all in my head. Some and of this, this is, is all not canon. Everything I'm saying. By yeah, the way, some for of JTP. Some, yeah, some of we've I've been trying to think about like what was Tracy doing pre centering, and I guess we haven't really touch that yet but like we're creeping slowly closer but this was also tied into the original episode zero which is that Johnny put his hand on Tracy and booted him up again right so ta-da the reason why is that Johnny literally put undying light energy into Tracy's battery pack oh 10-4 exactly yeah so this is 
pretty much everything that was tied together. I've been thinking about this for a really long time. Yeah. And regardless of where the world is and like what has happened to Johnny throughout this entire story, I mean, I've always wanted this to happen. And I think that the machinations of the arc of this world will still move forward regardless of how our original three characters are living their life. We're living in the same world regardless of who the main characters are in our story, you know, and there are still consequences to things that used to happen and stuff we encounter now can still help explain things that happened in the past. Exactly. Yeah. You asked me at one point, how do, how are Warforged made? And so I took a little bit of stuff from the canon, but it's not really well described in the canon. I bullshitted some stuff and it was basically, it was like, you can put all these ingredients together. Like you need some wood from a special tree and you need like some sap and you need some various metal parts and blah, blah, blah. But like the thing that puts it together is this like energy coming from another planar dimension. Yeah. I mean, pulling everything together. I mean, we've learned a lot about Warforged in the, we learned that you can make like exoskeletons from the bachelor at tournaments. So there is a way to build them, and someone has. It's not salmon, but someone did. And now we know how they're powered. So I guess, like, we finally, uh, to some extent, answer the question, what's the difference between Tracy and Alabaster? Yeah, sort of. I don't think Tracy still knows, but exactly. Like, because <laughs> on the face of it, Alabaster is still sentient, you know what I mean? No. I don't know. I don't think Alabaster has a soul. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> hot, kind, hot, kinda, hot take. I mean, kind of. Like, yeah. what, what constitutes a soul? Alabaster follows what Cole says, and Tracy has his own force of will. I'm not, this isn't the good place. Like, I'm not trying to get into, like, what yeah. constitutes free will. But, but there's a difference between oh, an NPC and a PC. But it's, it's also, oh. you know, somebody or a person slash construct made a thousand years ago versus one made today. Like we don't always recover the full, like it took us, you know, centuries to rediscover like algebra. You know what I mean? Like there could have been things done in the past or a part of the process that's missing now. And I guess we'll figure out what that is as time goes on, hopefully. Yeah. It seems like this hag has some knowledge of the past. Apparently I Warforge are very murderous. I know. We don't know what that's about. Like an <laughs> uprising and like murder spree during the centering. This is new. Which I, I feel like you're just attacking me. <laughs> no, I mean, this is, again, this is connected to stuff that we talked about in the Bachelorette party. I mean, we saw the video yeah. of Warforge doing stuff. Warforge escaped the Coliseum. Tracy did also say a bunch that he was going to chop off her limbs. So like, I just want to say well, it's, it's he was He was posturing because he was trying to figure out what the best method would, to get out of these chains would be. And it was clearly not posturing being murderous. I was waiting for you to say, like, I want to roll an intimidation check but you're just keep like I want to chop off your limbs but that is that is one thing that I was very aware of during this session is like you know Brandon and I are so suspicious of everybody else because so many people are out to get us or out to make our lives harder I realize that and I'm trying to like put like a person who doesn't know how to live their lives in front of you who genuinely and I would say, like, genuinely wants to figure out what you guys are figuring but out. But she did literally kidnap me. Yeah, yeah no, that for was sure. Like no, for sure. big thing. For sure. You know, you never asked me how you got shut down. Oh, yeah. How did they get shut down? Um, since I'm telling you this now, it will never come up again. Uh, but Casey had, like, a taser that shuts off mechanical he's things. fantasy That's, taser. Yeah, he's zapped. Head, yeah. So he's I thought zapped. that you were going to, like, shake down Casey and be like, what did you do to me? And then he would have given you the taser that shuts off mechanical yeah, things. Casey and just rolled over. Thing. He is not being paid enough for this. <laughs> I regret my actions. I need that taser. No, well, now, I mean, I just told you it exists, so I, I, can't, I can't give it to you now. It's like in Jeopardy when Alex sort of starts shaking his head and they try to change their answer. Yeah. And then he's like, no, once I've given you a negative response, you can't change <laughs> exactly, your answer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I get it. And like I sensed from Eric, you growing more and more desperate as you were like, I'm a good person. <laughs> and I was I like, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. you were really struggling. <laughs> I thought. 
And I was putting myself, because I was pretty much Franny this entire time. Mm -hmm. I thought that if I made your life very good, Tracy, I know I kidnapped you, but like I'm trying to, it's because I don't trust you and your whole <laughs> steez. I figured when you she just said- You made him more pissed because you're defaming Warforged. Such a gaslight like, situation. She, no, like she, if she is truly a thousand years old, like maybe she's seen some shit. So it's like- Yeah, but Tracy's never going to think someone else is more right about him than him. That's a good point about that, Tracy. You you cannot kidnap you someone and say him and chained him to a bed. Yeah, I'm not. Listen, I'm not. I'm putting myself in the character's shoes. No, like, we know. I, we know. Yeah. I was yeah. trying to give you guys like a fun ally, and I also realized like <laughs> you guys need to get over all of your trust but, issues and try to trust this person who sucks. Listen, for us, the fact that we didn't kill anyone or burn a house down or start a, a combat situation is pretty good. So all in all, I think we got out of here in like a pretty short amount of time. Went from an enemy that Anar mm -hmm. is about to stab to like okay we don't have to trust each other yet but we are strategically aligned enough yeah. that I can promise to her that we're going to do a thing that she wants it to do that we were doing already in exchange for hopefully shutting down this match before it has a chance to take my okay away. I keep yes. waiting for you to like pop out and like stab Gordon Lighthammer <laughs> be like hey guy oh guys I gotta go like walk okay like see you later and then I mean, you just go over to his hotel and stab him. Don't think I haven't thought about it but like wouldn't creative then spin that as like murderous you know Cole sold me as a potential recruit. So, like, wouldn't they try to conscript me into their fantasy? No, and I guess, like, I'm... There's consequences. Grand Lighthammer's not a bad person. Yeah, he's just, just an actor. Him. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he just kind of leaned into it, and he yeah. didn't do what you wanted. No, I know. I'm just like, there is a way, and I thought of this when I was kidnapping and shutting down one of my players. I'm like, there's still a way where this breaks that, like, people don't know that Tracy got kidnapped. If you guys didn't go with the original plan that you were going to do, Tracy going back and being an artifact again. If you guys like, all right, we got to sneak away and let's meet back at Finale's house. I thought that if you did that, oh man, Tracy got into shenanigans. I'm sure we'll see him in the morning. And then you were like, oh, beans. And then you go over to Electroshack during work hours and that's a totally different interaction probably. Mm. So I don't know, like there's still a way for if you did want to break off and bother Gordo, then you totally could have. Yeah, but there's just no way that I'm going to do anything if Tracy is not like we wouldn't split up willingly. And knowing that he's gone, like, of course, we're going to run after him. Oh, for sure. For sure. I want to be extremely clear, Eric. <laughs> I am no way trusting or in friends with this hag. Fine. No, <laughs> I am totally using fine. her strategically and literally using her. Sure. I mean, she's a being of unlimited power. What there, like, do you do? <laughs> there is no world where someone kidnaps me and then I trust them. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, Listen, I think that's a period. fair line to draw. I yeah. will say that in Furious 7, Jason Statham is the guy who's killing everybody. And then in Furious 8, Jason Statham becomes the part of the crew. He so, becomes part of the family. Yeah. He, <laughs> he goes to the family barbecue. And when I'm saying there are certain lines, personal boundaries I have, <laughs> and one of them is kidnapping. <laughs> What if I did a Jason Statham voice instead of like old Jewish grandmother like, smoking six But think away. about Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Fra yeah, Franny's like, have you seen this film series? <laughs> we have come around on Greg, so we are capable of changing our minds. Um, Greg has never kidnapped Greg me. Greg has never, though, as I was about to say, kidnapped anybody. He's just yes. been mildly unpleasant. There are things I can forgive, and kidnapping is not one of them. That's fine. I, I just, um, yeah. We've talked a lot about like who people's friends are and like trust in this show. So it was like I was trying to give it a different. Thing. I love I love what you did, and she yeah, also yeah. like wants truly wants to be everyone's friend here. She's like like I smell it on you. You guys like know what's going on, and like I have some questions because much like you two, no one actually knows what's happening in the world. Yes, like in the larger arc of the story. So I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. 
But it's good to have an ally. And I'm glad that we have this, you know, ripcord, <laughs> literally, <laughs> where we can call on somebody or ask for her knowledge. No one is telling us anything about the past. The only thing they like more than referencing the centering is stopping at the word the centering before saying anything more. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to the opportunity to, to learn from her. I'm just sorry that Finale can't come with us because she is fulfilling her dream. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be uh, uh, super useful to have her when we confront Alonzo again. I don't think we can tackle him. Yep, nope, we at can't. All. That was like when you go to the final boss in a video game and he like beats the hell out of you and then you're just like, well, I'll, I'll go somewhere else and I'll make a lot of potions. Yeah. I feel like I have to gr- <laughs> I feel like I have to grind. <laughs> Maybe let's take a step back here. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Sarah for a little bit. Yeah. Sarah, ah. you're my favorite role player. That's of not, all time. No. There was a You're joke uh, good, r- right before we set up the recording. One of Sarah's friends tweeted, like, no one is good at Dungeons and Dragons. And Sarah was like, actually, I'm good at Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a total joke. But the thing that I wanted to reply, but I did not know her. So I'm like, no, but actually, Sarah's very good at Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> and it has been awesome having you for the last three episodes. You're such a good role player. And now I get to give you, like, a good, happy ending. Yeah. Yes, I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. This was really nice. I like playing game. I like playing game. Game is good. <laughs> game good. I like game. I'm. You could call me a gamer girl. <laughs> oh no. God, this. If there's any time, I'm gonna plug the Patreon early. There are so many jokes that we could not fit into any of these episodes. If oh I can God. tell you, please subscribe to the Patreon at the blooper <laughs> level so that you can listen to our great jokes that we could not feasibly put into the real world. Yeah, we had a well. good time this whole time I was here. I really want to talk about the most horrifying foods to watch yourself eat, but I don't know if that made it into the final cut yet. No. Let's just do it. All right. So, <laughs> what are the Soup most and mirrors? So, what are the most horrifying foods to watch yourself eat? Sarah, you told us a haunting anecdote about ramen. Yes, I was chatting with my friend who lives in England on the Skype. Yes, as you do. And I was in college at the time, so I was eating ramen. Oh. <laughs> and I was looking at myself in the little corner. Just like slurping up these noodles. Oh, no. And I was like, this girl should hate me. <laughs> I am disgusting. It's just like flex of broth on your screen. And I was like, like Eleanor, <laughs> I got to turn the camera off. I would think anything that's like a sandwich that overflows. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. watching yourself drop food. Like like oh, a, like a pastrami yeah. sandwich or something. Yeah, or like something that's like a little more viscous, like maybe a chili burger. Tuna yeah. melt. Yeah, yeah, definitely tuna. I felt like an ice Too cream sandwich. Too much tuna, you could say. Like an ice cream, or sorry, an ice cream cone. Because like your tongue leaves your mouth. Not a great uh, shot. Yeah, it's no just good. out there. It's just no out good. there. And then you have to like have your head at weird angles. And I just feel like I would look like one giant neck. Like a, <laughs> like a, like a worm. <laughs> Eating in front of like a mirror or a camera that you can see... That's just like the hard. I've gun. heard they do that in the CIA and the FBI. That's their torture. <laughs> oh, no. You can eat, but you have to eat in front <laughs> you of have a to mirror. Watch yourself, motherfucker. <laughs> well, Sarah, you are forever part of the JTP family. Aww. And can you let people know where they can follow your excellent work online and tell you how great you are? Sure. I'm most active on Twitter, where you can find me at. At <laughs> the huh? What? At? Shift two? Huh? Sarah. M Hop S A R A H M H O P, because my last name is Hopkins. Nice. It makes sense. I like tell, it. Us, tell us about principles of magic. 
Oh, that's my comic. Uh, it's my web comic that I draw about three teenage girls who go to a school where they have to learn to suppress their magic. And it's about friendship and growing up. And it is available at principlesofmagic.com for free. I update uh, two times a week. My favorite part about that is that magic is definitely not like a symbolism for something else. Because like if it was, that'd be bad. I mean, <laughs> it's symbolism for a lot of things, like Zootopia. <laughs> oh, All right, that's it. We're done. That, that, that's, that's, the end of the, that's the end of the show. That's, out, man. Out. that's a wrap on Sarah. Thank you. Bye. We love you. And now we'll let you go create four times more frequently than we do, which is terrifying. Wait, I got to open the door. Creak. Bye, Sarah. Walk, 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 nom, 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 nom. Oh, Sarah's eating cookies. She's walking away. Where'd you get the cookies? Vroom, hey. Vroom. Don't take my... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Sarah hit a tree. <laughs> Bye. Thank you again for joining us in this episode and this after party. We are so stoked to to see what happens next and to bring it to you two weeks from now. Please, like Eric said, the bloopers for this episode are off the chain. So go on over to patreon.com slash join the party pod and join us at any level. We'll get you access to our discord. But the bloops in particular are very good for this episode. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at Join the Party Pod, where we share photos from behind the scenes of recordings like this with fun guests. And on Twitter, Eric posts fascinating and baffling memes and tweets like every other day. And the ones on the in-between days, I can understand. But then suddenly I'm like, "How? Do, where did that come from? What? And it's like you're a hag reaching through a liminal space um, into the wow. humor zone. Into the meme We've zone. Been cruel to Eric today. The meme zone. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is the meme space. It's like you can reach through to the essence of humor and like lap it up and nom nom nom, and you just have more access to it than the rest of us. Anyway, Twitter is great at Join the Party Pod. And finally, you can mail us cookies. I don't know. Maybe that would be great. I'm just, I would love for you to do that. Just, just, I'm just saying, maybe. At jointhepartypod.com, you can find our P.O. Box address. You can find transcripts of every dang episode. And you can find our start page. We made a little landing page for anybody who wants to start the show, catch up on the old arcs, learn about us. That's jointhepartypod.com. And they're not repeat clip shows. They're original content. Oh, Go yeah. listen to them. They're Eric very good. and Brandon collaborate on scripts and sound design for these beautiful recaps of our past arcs. And it may or may not be playing toward the end game. It may or may not have like a meta narrative. They're very good. So if you haven't listened to the catch-up episodes, go on over to jointhepartypod.com slash start. So that's it for us. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Bye.